Welcome back to the Work-Life Mindset Podcast. My name is Chris. I'm very excited to have you here. Thanks for tuning in. I'm really excited that we've hit well over a thousand downloads on the podcast for this season. That's a great accomplishment. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, If this stuff really resonates with you, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Work-Life Mindset or Facebook. You can look up Chris Stinson as the coaching page. And I'm also at worklifemindset.com with a host of really good resources from toolkits for time management and journaling. We've got an online mindset challenge course, as well as a time management course that people just seem to be loving right now. So go ahead and check that stuff out and stay tuned because pretty soon here we are going to do another challenge. I'll have more information on that coming up in future podcast episodes. So I want to dive in today, and this is a topic that's near and dear to me because a huge part of my journey overcoming these things and then getting to really help so many other people overcome the stress and anxiety and overwhelm in their life is first identifying when that happens, right? And I always look for like the low-hanging fruit. How can we start? What are some things we can address right now? Because it's a journey. It takes time. We can't just flip a switch and all of a sudden be happy and be fulfilled. Um, There are, though, some, I want to say, pretty easy rituals and routines we can dive into that are going to allow you to spend more time in joy and, and calm and happiness and fulfillment, mostly in a present moment. And the opportunity I see for that is at night after work. And the reason this opportunity exists is because so many of us do not have a a shutdown ritual for after work, okay? Um, The lines are really blurred from when we end our workday to then when we go home. And part of this is a result of, you know, working in a culture of connectivity, right? So you have email, you have messages, you have all these things that could be pinging you at home. Um, That's really easy to fix. I mean, you address address some of your notifications and set up boundaries and and train people around you. You're just not available then. And that's okay. For so many of us, I think, at least I know I used to wear that like a badge of honor. Like I was happy to be available and reply to emails at night, even though the sender had probably checked off out and wasn't going to even see it till the next day. Um, It took some deliberate practice to set boundaries around that, either having conversations or really for me, I took all text messages, notifications off my phone and anybody that knows me knows, hey, if this is urgent, you got to call me and I'll pick up. Otherwise, I'm probably not going to get your message for a while. So setting little boundaries there. But again, I there's a, a really missed opportunity here to implement a pretty simple ritual at the end of your workday to psychologically detach from work. And that is the end goal, right? What we're trying to do is, is learn how to step away from work and be done, okay? And I don't mean just be done from getting messages or sending messages, but I also mean detach from ruminating on tasks, maybe tasks that are still yet to be completed or new tasks that have popped up. We, we kind of need to assure ourselves before we leave work that everything is in its place, right? It's kind of like tidy up the desk and turn off the computer. And I mean, that's all important stuff, but we don't often sit at home and be like, oh crap, I didn't 
clean up the desk or turn off the computer, <laughs> right? But we do think about like, ooh, yeah, there's that project. I had to get that done and I didn't yet. I'll, I'll have to do that tomorrow. Those are the distractors that invade our ability to be present and connected at home. And that really sucks because at least for me with a family, being home is, is my time and it is often limited to be present with my children and my wife and my pet and myself. So I, you know, learned quickly the benefits of setting these boundaries and really having a, a shutdown ritual after my work day. Now, some people work specific hours, right? You work the nine to five or whatever it is. You kind of have an advantage there where you know when your work day ends or you should know. And if it's kind of loose, you need to start defining. Okay. So that to me is the first step is define when your work day ends. And if you work from home, if you're like a consultant, a coach, or even just a hybrid worker, we need to learn to define your work hours and stick to that. Okay. You have a time when you're done and you need to be done at that time. Don't keep pushing it, you know, do what you say you're going to do. Otherwise you're just messing with your own paradigm and beliefs of your ability to actually get stuff done. So first thing is to have a committed end work time. Okay. And much like I teach with morning routines, you have this time in mind, you got to reverse engineer of when you're going to start winding down. What does a wind down look like, right? Most of my days, I'm done working at 4.30, okay? I try to make that a time. It really coincides in the school year when my kid, the kids come home, my wife teaches, so she's coming home around then. I get up and I'm going at like 5 a.m., so it's plenty of time you know, throughout the day to get done what I need to, but 4.30 is the most common day time during the week when I'm done. So I have, well, I kind of do it now naturally to start on this. I had an alarm set for 4.15. And when that alarm went off, I knew I pretty much had to stop or wrap up quickly what I was doing. And it started with looking at my task list and just doing a mental rundown. Okay, where are these things? Are they where they need to be? Do I need to add anything here? Do I need to add notes? And a lot of this was done with my daily planner where I pull out my planner and this is my opportunity to plan the next day. Because if there's priority things or tasks left unfinished or maybe appointments that might sneak up, I want to know that now. I don't want to be sitting at dinner and be like, oh crap, that's right. I have that call at noon tomorrow, but I also have this and I'm double booked, right? That's exactly the kind of thing that's going to bring that stress and anxiety and overwhelm. And you can just take maybe 15 minutes at the end of every workday to just set yourself up for success the next day by looking at your task list and really making sure everything's where it needs to be. Okay. Maybe you got to write down a couple more notes. Maybe you got to like add to your task list for the next day, whatever it is. Don't assume everything is going to be done and you're going to be able to close all your loops particularly not in those last 15 minutes, but just giving yourself the opportunity to review and refine and plan. Okay. I can't emphasize this enough. I think so much of the power comes from using that end of work day to plan out your next day, because when we have these kind of lingering tasks, these stressors or whatever we're trying to work on, like, Oh, I got to do that. I got to do that. I don't know about you. This, these things would like keep me up at night. You know, I'd like, oh, I don't want to forget that. I don't want to forget that. Don't forget that. And I would ruminate on it for hours and hours at night. It would keep me up. 
And I overcame that just by keeping a journal by my bedside. And I wrote that down. And then I learned I could apply that as part of my shutdown ritual at the end of the workday as well, where all I got to do is write those things down. Whatever I don't want to forget, I write it down. And you can do that in your daily planner as well if you need to make time for things like that. So my ritual involves wrapping up exactly what I'm on, looking at my task list, looking at my planner, filling out my daily planner for the next day, start with all those static appointments. I'll usually check my Google calendar and make sure everything's there and written. And I'll fill in all the gaps for my priority things and my, my tasks that just, you know, I didn't maybe get through today or I want to continue to work on and just write all that down. Okay. And another thing I'd like to do at the end, after I've written all that down and I'm, I'm a tidier, so I'm going to tidy up my desk and just kind of clean my environment for peace of mind. But I'm also going to just take some time to, particularly if I got a lot going on, like just little reflection journals, like end of workday journal is what I have. And for me, I have it as a Google Doc. I type through this journaling, even though it's reflective, but I can just kind of like, hey, here's what I went through today. This was some victories. This is what I want to continue to work on. Just kind of going through a couple simple like after action reviews, what went well, what didn't, what can we do to improve? That's another way to just get all of these things that are probably going to pop up that you might ruminate on out of your brain and onto some paper. Okay. That's the idea. We want to get all this stuff that might pop up later in the evening out of your brain and onto paper. So if it's written down in your journal, or if it's written down in a planner, you know that it's taken care of. You don't have to stress, you know, like that thought might pop up in your head. Oh yeah. Oh, but yeah, it's in the planner. Oh yeah. That's written down. It's on the task list. Don't have to worry about that. I can't guarantee you. In fact, I've I've yet to find that some of these things don't pop into my head still, but I am now so quick to just let it go because I know I've addressed it, you know? And I think some of that's just carryover from months ago when I really struggled with this to now it's like, no, I don't, I don't have to worry about anything. I can be wholly present. This had a huge impact, my ability to sit and be present after my work hours at home. For me, it's with my family and my kids. I only have so many years that my kids are still going to be here with us at home. And I want to leverage every opportunity. Um, another thing that I, I do for this that really helps tie it all in, and I know this sounds really corny. I got it from a, a great book by Kel Newport, <laughs> um, along with a lot of these concepts. Uh, Deep Work is a book. You should check it out. Kel Newport, he really turned me on to this months and months ago. Um, but the concept is shutdown complete. And that's actually a verbal, like almost affirmation I say to myself. Okay. Um, I have it, you know, when I'm, when I have my workday planned and this is part of how I made this a habit. Okay. End work time four thirty. shutdown complete was in parentheses. So when I'm looking at, it, I remind myself, oh yeah, I'm actually going to say shutdown complete. And for me, it's just like, a again, an affirmation to just be like, whoo, I'm done. I'm out of here. Everything in my process of shutting down for the day is done. Now I can go. I can do stuff for myself. I can be present with my family. I can do really whatever I want. And work is not going to creep in there. Now, this is all going to look different for everybody else, right? But to review a couple key parts of this, one is have a defined end of work 
time. Okay. Do your best to stick to that and do your best to leave time. You know, if you're like a commuter and you got to catch a train, you know, you should start this with give yourself 15, 20 minutes to go down through your shutdown before you got to leave the office to go do that. You know, we got to engineer and make time for this. So have a time and then also know when you need to start your shutdown process. And it's an experiment. You got to try this. You don't know how long it's going to take. Start with 15 minutes. Maybe it takes more. Look at your task list. Make sure you're like reading through everything and you feel good where things are at. Maybe you got to leave yourself some sticky note reminders. Maybe you got to go to your planner and leave reminders. Maybe you got a time block for some actions for the next day just to make sure things get done. Um, I do any and all that. Sometimes I'll even like open up some email drafts. I'll open up an email and just type in the person in the heading. I'm like, yep, this is going to be the first of my priority tomorrow. I got to get this email out. I'm not going to do it now, but boom, it's there. It's ready for when I turn on in the next day. Just kind of prime yourself for the next day. Okay. That's the next thing. And then finally, when you feel good about being done, everything's tidied up, shut down, complete, and you just walk away. All right. And the idea is this is going to take a couple of weeks to really sink in. Okay. For me, it actually took like a month of, I did it really good for a couple of days and then I didn't do it. And then I'm like, oh yeah, let me go back to that. I think I did it for almost two weeks straight. And then I fell off for a week. But then after that, like I just, I, it was so obvious to me when I had done it for a couple of weeks and stopped how all those thoughts and interrupters, pattern interrupters came in and, and were really causing me a lot of stress at night being at home and a lot, you know, causing me to like jump to future thinking or jump to the past and not be present with my family. So that can happen. And that's a gift for you to happen. We all need to learn how this goes to, to really solidify it. But if you can really stick to this for two, three weeks in a row and make it a habit, it's going to really change, not just your life, but it's going to change the way you show up for everybody else that you care about at home. Cause we're not just here to work, right? We don't live to work. We work to live. So let's give ourselves that opportunity to detach from work and go home and be present doing whatever it is we want to love. It takes intention. And this is the intention you have to put into it. I challenge you 15 minutes at the end of every day, make a plan, stick to it Two, maybe three weeks of doing it consistently. And I can almost guarantee you it's going to change the way you show up every evening and not just increase your, your good feelings at night and get rid of turn down the volume of stress, anxiety, overwhelm. It's going to bleed over into how you show up in the days too. You're going to start every day with way less anxiety because you've done the work to make the plan to dive right in. Any efficiency you think you make up at night by sending that email or replying to that message, or just maybe jotting some notes about a work thing, you replicate that tenfold just by giving yourself the ability to have downtime and recharge and be creative. So that's what I got for you today. Your shutdown ritual, build one, play with it, experiment. But I challenge you to create this and do it consistently for a couple of weeks and watch how much joy falls into your life from being home and being present. All right, that's it. Have a beautiful evening. Talk to you all later.